You're listening to a Bored to Death Hero Cast, talking superhero anime and other hero fare in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Hero Cast. I am Jay, being joined by Sam, and we are back to watch the latest episode of My Hero Academia Season 5. Uh, Yes, we are aware that there are more episodes out than we are covering, but we are watching the dubbed version. Dubbed version isn't coming out simultaneously with the uh, with the Jap- with the sub version. So uh, we we've covered why uh, we watch dubbed versus subbed, even though I don't generally have a preference. You, however, well, the first couple any anime movies I saw in theaters mm-hmm. were action animes subtitled yep and it's a pain in the ass when you're not able to pick your seat where you can actually get full view of the screen so it made it uh a, quite a cumbersome thing to do yeah uh so and yeah that's why he prefers to do it and he doesn't want to have to try to but watch what's happening and then also look down to read what they're saying at the same time it's and plus you know the the, the more thing we we don't speak Japanese so we don't know the inflictions. We don't know how the sarcasm would sound or anything else that yeah, they would the, put into the language of it. it. There's a lot of that nuance that's lost on us uh, through uh, reading the uh, the words, you know, because we can't always pick up on what's being said in the And when language. people are off screen, it's not like you can look at them. And know what kind of tone they're putting into it, or what. And there's the issue with where if it's a foreign language that you don't speak, you are going to struggle to to tell who is talking again, because a lot of times they are going to sound somewhat similar. I and have that issue. Multiple people talking at the same time, which and sometimes they don't even differentiate on the screen who's actually talking. In in the subs, yeah. Sometimes they will like color coordinate. They will like colorize the subtitles depending on who's doing the talking but that's only occasionally and it's not very it's very 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 uncommon uh but at any rate my hero academia season five uh we're in the middle of another one of these school arcs rather than the villain arcs as uh well it's sort of simultaneous with the villain arc but it's much more lesser in terms of this in terms of the villain arc it's like happening more with Hawks trying to infiltrate the League of Villains as like an undercover agent. And he's working with Dobby, who appears to be getting more focus, this uh, at least currently. And meanwhile in the school, Class 1A are about to have some sort of mock drills with Class 1B. Which of course you know is going to be another excuse for Monoma to be a arrogant prick and cannot he wait he doesn't need an excuse he just is yeah i know but uh it's gonna be real nice to see him just get flicked across the across the uh the training arena with like a with one of deku's little like flick shot <laughs> or one of his like full cuff air blasts. i don't know if he if deku would necessarily go for the full cuff thing something that occurred to me though because while the Monoma, you know, Monoma's team versus Deku's team is not going to happen until uh, the end of this particular arc, or at least the this training 
uh, the training portion. This training portion, because they're both in the final teams of their respective classes, uh, and we know that, and we know that Shinso, who has made a return and is uh, attempting to prove he can hang with the Hero Course students, so that he himself can move up to the Hero Hero Track, um, is going to be on the Noma's team. Something that, you know, and Monoma, we know, can copy people's abilities. You can only copy, like, three at a time. And there's a couple of thing, hiccups there where it's going to, where Deku's concerned. Because in the, in the second movie, in Heroes Rising, we saw that Nine wasn't able to steal Deku's one-for-all. Because, probably because there's multiple quirks involved, and he can only, he can What only, number wielder is he again? He, um, Deku is the ninth bearer of. Yeah, he, that's why I wouldn't be able to get it because there's at least there's seven, seven powers. There's at least seven powers in there because uh, All Might specified that said that he was he had been born quirkless himself. But um, and in Nine's case, he could only he could only carry like nine powers. And once he could only carry after he was imbued with the power with of a with an art, with an artificial. Uh, copy of uh all for one but in monoma's case you can only copy three at a time and it, i think it's like a it's and i'm guessing i think did they do they describe too. exactly how it works is it like a first in first out so, sort of not sure thing? i wonder if he could just like if he can, if he can pick and choose through. like if he can like be like i okay i have the i have these three powers i want to get rid of power a so i can get power d or I actually want to get rid of power C so I can get power. But D. that's only when he was in the first exam thing. He might have been able to train himself to be able to hold more. There, there's that also. But something that's occurred to me: if let's say he does manage to copy uh, the super strength aspect of, I wonder. It, it, I, I don't know if that's even going to be a factor. He has to actually touch. Yes, Deku. It, but if but if but if he Shinso, does taking Shinso's power. Yes, because we, he talks so much and someone's going to respond to him. I that is most likely what's going to what's going to happen. But what I was going to get to is let's say that uh Monoma does manage to copy the super strength aspect of uh one for all. He's not going to be able to handle it. Nope. He's going to be in the same boat that Deku was when he first had the power <laughs> when his body wasn't wasn't used to used to it. He's not going to know how to use it. I don't think he would because he saw how much he broke himself throughout all the the, the games. This the is ceremonies. true. He would know better than to do that. Alternate. He, he but... talks. He talks big, but I think he is a lot smarter than he lets on. Yeah, that's true. And but the prop, but his problem is he also automatically assumes he is the smartest person in the room. He hasn't proven that he's not, though. This is true, but at the same time, he seems to think that, you know, he is so smart that he's just, he can get away with whatever he's doing. And that's been repeatedly proven that, no, no, you can't. Mostly because Kendo is there to punch him in the back of the head when he gets out of line. Uh, So how many, uh, out of the five matches, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say this now before, instead of the end. Out of the five matches, how many do you think Class One A is going to win? I do think it's. I think we're probably going to get like a three to two 
of so it's victory, and it, but it's going to be a very close thing for uh, for class one for class one A. Well, I mean, you don't want to completely bury class one B if you want to shine a spotlight no. on. No, and I think the two that uh, I actually I could, it could possibly go to one B just to sort of sh- show. Just because 1A has been getting all this practical experience doesn't mean that they're automatically the best. I could see... And do uh, you think both matches Shinzo's in is going to be a win, a loss, or... I think he's... I think he... They, uh, he is... Because right now he's on uh, 1A's team mm-hmm. uh, against... Uh, don't remember all the characters that were on 1B's team, but they're up against Vines, um, oh, Beast no, Mode, talking. Air Prison. And I forget who the fourth person is. But 1A's team has Red Riot. uh, That's a scale guy. Okay. Has Red Riot, uh, Sparky, uh, Anna Voice, and Froppy with Shinso. Yeah. And we just learned that Shinso has some support equipment that that gives him a voice modulator, which lets him imitate other people's voices. Giving a whole new dimension to his to his quirk. Um, we already saw him use it against Beast Mode by imitating Air Prison's voice. So that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole lot going on with everything. Uh, we know that Bakugo and Shoto are, are on separate teams as well. They didn't put any of the three heaviest hitters in one A on the same team. Probably because they're like we need to, you know, when they were writing it, they're like we need to split spotlight. these, split them up, and allow them to sort of spotlight both themselves individually and have other uh, classmates have a chance to shine too. And one B, same with one B, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, and well, let's also talk about the Dobby situation. Even though I don't know that we're necessarily going to get some more focus on Dobby. We should probably just address it again here uh, with our continuing theory because we don't read the manga, so we can't say whether or not this is accurate or not. But our theory is that Dobby is the missing oldest Todoroki brother. Yep. Because we've met... uh, I've said that since the first time I saw him use his ability and his scars. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, you thought his scars were because he tried to imitate uh, Endeavor's flames. The, and no, it I said him. it had like something to do with. I, I don't think it was natural. Yeah, uh, obviously not natural doing that. But um, so uh-huh. yeah, we think he has he's black here because it's the black sheep of the family. You're supposing that's actually his natural hair color too? Oh no, <laughs> I know it's. Probably not, but you can't tell with all these different kinds of abilities. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they've shown all the other children have white with some red or red with some white. Mm-hmm. Well, most of them actually take more after his mom, after their mom. Right. Um, yeah, we've seen we've seen that uh, with everything. Uh, and plus, when it comes to anime stuff, you can never tell if somebody's hair color is supposed to be natural. That is like how it's how their hair naturally is whether they died or not and then uh we've also seen in this you know all in this in this series we've seen also that characters will adopt different names not just their hero names or their villain names but like different names 
like I think it's been established that Tomoro Shigaraki's name is not his real name, and we know that for we know that for a fact anyway because he is um, the uh, All Might's mentor's uh, nephew. And she is most definitely not a member of the Shigaraki family. So, yeah, there's... Like I said, I don't know if we're necessarily going to get Dobby in this in this episode. It seems like they're focusing more on the students in these few episodes. But that is something that's going on this season. They've focused pretty heavily on Dobby and some of the promotional art and the uh, and in the opening uh, opening credits. So... And I think that'll about wrap up this little intro, so we'll see you after the binge. Hello, and thanks for listening. While we're binging, please give us a like and subscribe. If you want to reach out, do it via our social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, The A-Show, Park Hopper 101, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon so we can continue to bring you podcast content. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. So, uh, as I did predict, you know, Class 1A did win uh, the first mock battle between uh them and 1B. Well, you got to highlight Shinzo. Oh yeah, well, Shinzo, you know, Shinzo's presence changed the whole complexion of the of everything as uh was sort of predicted it's a wild in universe. Card. Yeah, because they don't not everybody is entirely aware of how his power how his power works. They just know that you can't you have to be careful when you're talking to him because uh he can then you know, use if you respond to him verbally, then he's got you. Um, but at the beginning of this episode, we actually got a flashback to before the match started, as he explained how his quirk works, and you know how his uh, face mask thing works. Uh, like the, one of the limitations of his quirk is he can't talk through a microphone or any sort of like speaker. To people because it has, has to be, be his voice uh, that Can't they be respond amplified to. in a certain way. He has to use some special chord yeah. mechanism. And the and the uh, the mask is doesn't have like a voice modulator per se, so much as that it's got various like movable plates within it, which is why he reaches up and like adjusts the little dials on it. It adjusts how those things are positioned to change, you know, how his voice sounds, but it is still his voice that they are hearing. And uh, there's also a uh, he has to focus on the person that he's brainwashing. He has to like focus on them and like in his head think I am going to brainwash this person, which is you know it's you know he basically said I haven't tried brainwashing like mass groups of people. I don't think I could do it. The he focus, think he can do the one, foc- one. Yeah, he, he, he the focus becomes too uh, split apart, kind of thing. Um, but. He, it takes, you know, between his ex- his explanation and uh, his teammates asking some more questions about it, they didn't have any time to prepare right. a strategy. Uh, so they just had to wing it. And even then, they did a pretty good job, but 1B had more prep time about everything. Strategizing. To strategize. And they knew they had to take uh, Kaminari 
and uh, Red Riot out of the out of the picture, or no, Sparky and Red Riot. I keep keep getting that. Kirishima is the Sparky guy, right? Denki Kaminari. Okay, Kaminari is Sparky. Kirishima, because they're Kirishima's both they're right. both they're both K names, so it keeps throwing me off. Huh. And suddenly we had a. That's the stupid alarm. Okay, sorry about that. We're gonna pause this real quick to turn off turn off Alexa. Be right back. And we're back. Sorry about that. We had uh, Zeke uh, went off with his uh, with his wife to go visit her family uh, today, and they set an alarm on their uh, on their Alexa, and Alexa isn't isn't responding, but went off like that. Anyway, getting back to the getting back to the th- you know the. Kirishima Kaminari, I keep getting their names mixed up. Uh, at any rate, they knew that uh, uh, Kaminari was, would be a threat because he can attack them at range, and his power is pretty powerful when it, with his shocks. Um, and so they were aiming to try to take him and Kirishima out because they're both uh, the, heavy hitters. the heavy hitters. And Beast Mode's... Uh, Quirk gives him a, a keen sense of smell, which is how he was able to basically find out where Froppy was, despite the fact she was using her chameleon-like ability to go invisible. And at any rate, they uh, they still responded pretty quickly when they realized what Shin, what Shinso's quirk could do now that he can imitate people's voices. And so, Air Prison guy managed to trap him within a within a cube. And, but he still ended up getting captured by Froppy, yep. who managed to escape and get him in the cage, where we, where we briefly got had a thing where he's just like, I can't believe I got I got caught by by Asui, and she used her tongue. <laughs> <laughs> he was just sort of like embarrassed slash humiliated slash you know kind of into it, kind of into it. <laughs> oh Japan, um, but that prompted everybody to try to on both teams to suddenly have to re-strategize because uh, 1A's team was suddenly down uh, both um, they were they lost Red Riot and and Coda because Beast Mode was able to get past get past them by just go, shifting back to human mode between like through their through their attacks and then just resumed beast mode, grabbed uh, Kirishima, threw him to Vine, who just wrapped him up and delivered him to the cage. And he just kept his grip over uh, Koda's voice, so or use... mouth, so he couldn't use his voice to call call for help with his uh, from his animal friends. And Shinzo was then like was apologetic because uh, he's just sort of like I'm not. My reaction time isn't fast enough yet, because uh, he, you know, wasn't. He's just not doesn't have as much experience with this sort of thing because he's been in general studies, not uh, the hero course. So they haven't not put in as, combat. Yeah, well, they haven't been putting as much focus in combat training with him. He's had to get that, you know, separately from uh, from Eraserhead. But even so, it's just like he's like I'm not quite fast enough you know and he's like i feel like i let you guys down and both froppy and kaminari were like dude no <laughs> i don't think we we i think we would have lost if you weren't here uh and 
Kaminari was just sort of like, yeah, I, I like you, dude. <laughs> just like, I, because basically they were reassuring him of, you know, like, you've got a really good quirk there. It's really strong. And, you know, he's just like, you could tell he it meant a lot to him, but at the same time, he's like, I've, I've still got to keep maintain my edge, so he's just like, whatever. We also <laughs> don't get to see too many of the people in his general studies courses, so you don't know... What his real relationship is like with any of them. If he has any. This is true. Um, but... Then, um... Well, Vine got a little bit of... A little bit of a glimpse of what how uh, what her personality is like. We saw some of it during the during the school festival, but here it's just sort of like it's way more that she is an extremely uh, like devout re- devout <laughs> person. It's just like she does not like deception. She did not like that she was used as a decoy. Hence, deceptive. <laughs> yeah, she was not happy about that. Um, just like I must atone for this sort of thing. And, uh, and oh, all she this. was saying that she was going to whip him. Oh yeah, she, she was she was saying that to uh, to Apaka Beast. Apaka Beast and um... well, Apaka. No, he specified what his actual hero, what his preferred hero name is, but she dubbed him Apocalypse Beast as part of her whole devout slash religious thing. And he's like, "Don't call me that." And the other but, that but then Dragon Scale was just like called him Apaka Beast. Um. But, yeah, she's just like, you know, for this, I must whip you. And he's like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, But this, uh, they managed to get around uh, Beast Mode's sense of smell by throwing some confusion in there. And Toxic Mucus saves the day! (laughs) And, And the cool part about that is they even did a little bit of flashback to Season 1. During the USJ attack. When uh, Froppy explained how her how her quirk works, because they were still learning each other's quirks, they don't even think they've even talked to each other. Not very much, um, but yeah. And she basically, exp- you know, it was when she was explaining to Deku and uh, Grape Juice. I can't remember his name off the Mineta. That's Mineta. right, Mineta. Uh, and explaining her quirk that all the frog things that she can do. It's like, yeah, I can jump. I can jump really far. I can cling to. Almost any surface. I got the tongue. Uh, I can spit out my stomach to clean it, which isn't very useful. Uh, but you could uh, gross someone out pretty hard with that. Yeah. Um, oh man! Imagine if she'd used that against Overhaul. <laughs> Overhaul would have been like, uh, like, like he probably would have been like, I need to go clean myself. Um, but and she also explained she could secrete uh, this like toxic mucus, but all it really does is sting a little bit. Um, and so it was like it was just a thing that got thrown out there. It's just like a minor aspect of her quirk that's not u- useful. But here, she basically secreted a bunch of it, smeared it all over uh, Kaminari, and she. And, so why uh, did we get to Shinso. see that in the anime? <laughs> uh, God, there's too much. You can't really see my expression. But I just sort there's... of went deadpan, just sort of stared into the I'm distance. I'm pretty sure like, there's, no. there's some, some of that online anyway. Rule 34. But, at any rate, because of the <laughs> mucus being smeared all over them, it confused his, uh, confused Beast's uh, uh, smell, sense of smell. Sense of smell. So he's like, I'm picking up three Oswees. That's not possible. Um, and, but, at, we, and we saw this via flashback uh, as they, 
had to strategize sort of on the fly, but uh, basically Kaminari sh- showed that for all that he comes across as a bit of as a bit of a ditz at times, especially after he's discharged too much electricity at once. I think it's because he's blonde. Um, Doing a blonde joke on him. Yeah, but he's actually got some decent smarts in his head. He comes up with a uh, with a Solid plan strategy. on the on the on the fly after Froppy points out that one of his little pointer discs had actually stuck to Beast's pocket during the fight, and he comes up with a plan on the fly because uh, we find out that as long as he's within like a certain range of his pointers, his powers will automatically home in on a on a thing, uh, and. He tried to use it uh, against Beast when he sort of... He got caught by the vines. He did it on purpose. Well, he was... It was his intent to do it, but he got grabbed a little bit earlier than he was expecting. Oh, no. No, he walked into it on purpose. That's why he acted like, oh, no, I got caught. Okay, I... Sort so they didn't of, I sort of, sort of missed the sarcasm a little bit in, the, in there. See, there we go. Even if it's in English, you can sometimes not pick up on it. But... Um, yeah, he deliberately allowed himself to get caught to get because uh, he knew that one B was thought thought of him as the remaining heavy hitter of the group because they knew that Froppy couldn't stand up to Beast in a in a one in a one on one fight in Shinso. He's still general studies; he doesn't have the combat training to go up against three separate people, and his quirk only works on one person at a time. And Beast was already taken over once, so he's probably not really having it. Yeah, um, well, and as we saw, yeah, he very much was not having it once he realized what was going on. But uh, Kaminari comes up with a plan on the fly about this. My phone just suddenly blows up. Wow, yeah. Uh, anyway, and basically... If only we had him to charge it. <laughs> uh, he got caught. Vine like wrapped him up in, a, in like several layers worth of vines to try to immobilize him. And just with the... Basically, like his he also heard that he was talking big. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to hit you all with a triple volt." So she just wraps him up tight, puts a shield in front of Giant herself at shield. the same time, uh, because she's like, "If it's you know, even as strong as it is, it can't get through multiple layers of these." Uh, he then is just sort of like, "This is how my pointers work." Uh, but as he goes for the sh- goes for the shot to the to the pointer on Beast Dragon Scale, and this is where we learn what his quirk is that he can basically create these like reptile scales over his body as either armor but he can also shoot them off like bullets he just shot the pointer off of uh, Beast's pocket so that the shot essentially missed but then Shinso who was hiding somewhere modulated his voice to imitate Dragon Scales voice and when Vine responded to him suddenly brainwashed and Beast just immediately goes goes you know charging after charging in a direction we find out it's because yeah he's he's still picking up three different Asuis but when uh, she went on the attack on dragon scale uh, he was then like if that's her and and Kaminari's wrapped up in the vines and this oh, one oh he didn't respond I realize this now she, he didn't know she was there he, he mentioned that she has a different scent like he could differentiate between the, the mucus and her but he couldn't tell between the other two that were in mucus. Ah. So that's why he was running and didn't say a word and pointed behind him because that's where Sue was. Okay. 
yeah, um, it was it. Ha- it all happened pretty quickly, so we didn't necessarily pick up on it. And Dragon Scale uh, definitely didn't. didn't definitely didn't until uh, Froppy basically uh, got the drop on him through her invisibility, and she pointed out, "I can jump faster than you can shoot your shoot your scales," <laughs> and then proved it. <laughs> well, my thing is, how would she know if um, she's he? That was like the first time he's actually shot his scales around any of them. Well. I assume she had disguised herself or like hidden herself in invisibility, saw how fast he shot the the pointer off of off of beast and then uh made the deduction from there. But because they had just seen one of their teammates get caught by the brainwashing, when beast suddenly goes charging into charging and smashing through walls, not responding to Dragon Scale's uh calls, you know, it was because their paranoia suddenly played up because they're just sort of like, oh shit, that's right. Well, it we can't. is for sure. Uh, well, uh, played up Beast's paranoia. He's like, I can't verbally respond or I'm going to get brainwashed. And so he just comes charging in towards uh, Shinso, who uses his like combat scarf uh, or bandages or whatever the heck. It, how, this for, combat scarf. Combat scarf. Wraps it around a piece of pipe overhead. And, and yanks it down straight into his head, <laughs> and Beast just tanks it. He's just, you know, and he's thinking to himself, you know, a villain isn't going to go down from something that easily. Uh, this is, the, you know, and even Shinso's just sort of like, this is the difference between general studies and hero course. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then he's just sort of staring in horror, just sort of like, I'm about to get my ass kicked. And then we hear uh, Dragon Scale, <laughs> just like. Behind you! <laughs> duck, duck, and a beast. Get out Apocalypse of the Apocalypse duck! <laughs> and, you know, he's just thinking to himself, nope, you're not going get to me, get me with that and a second like, time. Wait a minute. Apocalypse beast. And, and then, then took... Froppy just used, like, whipped him with the tongue, you know, wrapped in the tongue straight into his back and knocked him out. And, yeah, so it's just like, Shinso was like, uh, grateful for the you know for the experience but he's just like i've still got a lot of catching up to do that's Uh, why they're bringing him in well and they're they're still trying to reassure him that he did a very good job for somebody that's really new at this um and he's just sort of like i've i've got to be able to do this on my own i i'm relying too much on other people and while that's a kind of a noble goal if you join a hero agency you're gonna have partners that you can probably that you can rely on. There's, you know, don't just assume that you got to go it alone just because Aizawa does. That I mean, that's that's I think part of where his uh, his drive to try to do do things on his own without having to rely on people comes from because he looks up to Aizawa that much. But um, uh, yeah, it was a, definitely an interesting uh, an interesting episode uh, showing Shinso that while he's got some ground to cover to catch up. It's not nearly as much as he thinks. Nope. Um, uh, and the art and animation uh, in this episode was a little bit wild in the early part of the the early fight uh, between 1A and 1B. The All the animation uh, with all the characters and the attacks from beast mode and everything. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there was the little thing uh, when when uh, when uh, Kaminari is explaining how his pointers work, 
We got Mei Hatsume's My Baby Academia. Because <laughs> she was explaining them. It was a little chibi, little chibi Hatsume explaining how her, uh, how the pointer discs work. And it's just like, it was just like My Baby Academia. It just sort of cracked us both up. My Baby's Academia. Um, definitely a good episode. Next time, looks like we're getting um, Tokoyami and uh, Momo are both on on a team. Kendo looks like is going to be the heavy hitter for her team on 1B. But at the same time, there's this, there's that character with the all black skin. Looks like he has like a shadow step ability from what we saw in the preview. Mold into shadow. Yeah. Which is going to be a pretty big thing against, uh, dark shadow. So, and I think, I don't think he can do anything to a living shadow. Well, we don't know. We haven't seen the episode yet. We don't read the manga, so we don't know exactly how it's going to work. But um, at least if this one wasn't as much of a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it does look like next episode we are going to get a little bit. It's probably going to be the, another two-part episode. Probably, but it looks like we're also going to get a little bit more on the on the Hawks side of things. So that's going to be interesting. But My Hero Academia remains a very entertaining show with all of its various art styles and everything. Very much looking forward to next week. So I think that'll about wrap it up. Unless you have anything else. All right, to class one A one. Class one B zero. Yep. <laughs> Choke on that, Manoma. <laughs> and Vlad was getting too into it too. Yeah. He was he was basically <laughs> biased announcing the yeah. whole time. Yeah. But hey, you know, why wouldn't he be? It's his it's his students, you know? But then again, I suppose present Mike and uh, is busy with yeah, something else. Yeah, where the hell is he? He's usually doing the co- commentary on this sort of thing. I loved when he was doing the kid the 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 remedial training, and he's like, "Oh, I can't do this. This needs some commentary. This needs some color. This needs some life." <laughs> Jumps yeah. down there and does the commentary for. It. Oh, oh so, yeah, that was so good. Uh, um, but yeah, that'll that'll uh, that was a little minor thing we missed uh, from for this for this episode for this whole thing but hey maybe he'll show up and he'll join in with Vlad <laughs> Vlad King about uh, doing commentary together but that's next week maybe whatever uh, so for Sam I am Jay and we will see you next week bye plus ultra thanks for listening to the Board to Death binge cast be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC radio or via our YouTube channel and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.